Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Fiery horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. General Warren, who had assumed active charge of the new transcontinental railroad's construction for his firm, called young Greg Morgan into his headquarters in Omaha. Greg, who had served on the general's staff during the war, stood at attention before the old hero's desk. At ease, my boy. Yes, sir. As you probably heard, I'm leaving for Washington. My partners run into political difficulties, and I must lend my influence. I hope there's no serious trouble, sir. Well, if the first thousand miles of track isn't laid by the 1st of September, the government will withdraw the subsidy. That would mean that Warren and Miles would have to give up the contract. We have powerful enemies who'd like nothing better. But the work's going very well, sir. Yes. I've just come back from the railhead. Mark's doing a fine job out there. I'm sure he is. You'd like to be out there yourself, wouldn't you? It's the firing line, sir. True enough. But remember what Napoleon said. An army marches on its stomach. Mark wouldn't be able to lay a foot of track if 
you didn't get him the necessary supplies. They're coming through all right, sir. So far. So far. I had a talk with a friend of mine near Warren City. He's probably the best scout in the United States. Bill Cody? Uh-uh. This man wears a mask. He has a horse called Silver. General, not the Lone Ranger. Yes, Greg. I think you'll agree that no one can match his knowledge of the West. No one at all, sir. So, we must respect his warning. But, warning about what? We found the rails torn up between Warren City and the railhead several times. I know. Indians. That's what we've thought. They were seen. They were white men dressed as Indians. What? The masked man says that the hills west of Warren City are swarming with outlaws. And his guess is, and I must admit his reasoning is sound, his guess is that they've been hired to delay our work. Now, what easier way could there be than to intercept Mark's supplies? None, sir. Greg, I, I want you to move your headquarters to Warren City. You won't mind that, will you? No, sir. <laughs> no. <laughs> they tell me Mary Adams' restaurant is doing very well there. We intend to be married, sir. My congratulations. She's a fine girl. But before you can marry and settle down, you're going to have a fight on your hands. We'll keep the supplies moving. I promise you that Mark won't be held up. I know I can depend on you, Greg. And you'll have help. The Lone Ranger. Yes, if I knew where I could contact him. <laughs> He'll find you just as he found me. Good luck, Greg. Thank you, sir. The following morning, the general headed east for Washington, and Greg took the company train for Warren City. He was busy with paperwork for the first hour out of Omaha. Then he sauntered into the second of the passenger coaches... Among the laborers, he noticed one man dressed in a fine broadcloth coat and a flowered waistcoat. He was looking out of the window, and it was impossible for Greg to see his face. But he called the conductor. Carlin, come here a second. What's up, Gay? That man in the broadcloth coat. Does he have a pass from the employment office? I know, Greg. He said he was a friend of yours. A friend of mine? Well, that's what he said. Your orders are that no one rides this train without a pass. I'm sorry. Did he put one over on me? can't see his face. I don't know whether he's a friend of mine or not. But it doesn't matter. He should have a pass. It won't happen again. Right. I'll have a talk with him. I may put him off. Whatever you say, Greg. Greg walked the length of the car and tapped the man on the shoulder. He turned and smiled. Hello, Greg. Rex Taylor. Yeah, a piece of me at any rate. Do you mind my using your name to get a ride? Not if you tell me what your business is in Warren City. I simply want to see Mary. It's been a long time since you wanted to do that. Any objections? Not unless she hasn't. <laughs> you don't sound very friendly. Well, I'll never forget that you saved my life once, Rex. I'll never forget that you were a fine officer. But from what I've heard about you since, I think you should have stayed in the Army. <laughs> the Army in peacetime? There isn't enough excitement. Custer could find it for you. Custer doesn't like me. What about the general? He'd hire you, and building a railroad isn't a dull job. Oh, not for you, maybe. Rex, I don't want to believe you're mixed up with the outlaws around Warren City. But I'd like your word that your only reason for coming here is to see Mary. Well, I've told you that already. Is it a good idea? Yes. A good idea for everyone concerned. I'll see her as soon as we get in. 
If it's all over between us, I'll leave immediately. I promise you. Rex kept his word, and although the supper rush was at its height in Mary's restaurant, she found an opportunity to sit down with him at a corner table. Well, it's been a long time, Mary. But I hope we're still friends. I don't know whether we are or not, Rex. You still like me, don't you? I believe you're taking that for granted, aren't you? Maybe. Well, you shouldn't. Oh, I haven't changed much, have I? If you haven't, then there's no chance of our being friends. Ah, you don't mean that. Oh, yes, I do. It's been a year. Yeah, a long year. Dad was still alive then. I thought you were wonderful. And when he told me about the company you were keeping and that he didn't want you around the house anymore, well, I was on your side, not on his. Your dad was awfully set in his ways. I take after him, Rex. You do? And somehow I don't think you're wonderful anymore. You see... I've met someone who is. Oh, so that's it. Yes, that's it. You could be a fine man if you wanted to be. I hope you will be someday. But until you go to work, there's no chance of our being friends. Mm. Is it Greg, Mary? Yes. You're sure? I'm sure. Well, he's a good man. You could be, too. And if I were? No. Friends, Rex. That's all. I see. Well, uh, best, Mary. That's all I wish for both of you. That night in the tangled hills west of Warren City, the Lone Ranger and Toto dismounted at the opening of a wooded draw and started up it on foot. Their objective was the glow of a campfire dimly seen through the trees. They moved slowly, silently. It was nearly 15 minutes before they could see the faces of the men around the campfire. The Lone Ranger pointed to one of them. Kimosabe, that's Captain Taylor. Ah, him outlaw now, huh? A man can be judged by the company he keeps. There's Scar Braddock. He must be the leader. Come on, let's move closer. Ah. Time Jake was here. Oh. He has to wait for everybody to railroad camp to go to sleep before he can get away. Well, I've got to get back to town. Sometimes I wish everybody was as careful as Jake. What do you mean by that? We're taking your word for it that this new army's all right. Don't worry about Taylor. He's a good man with a gun. Hello. There's someone coming up the draw. Ah. Silver and Scout not make noise. Him not see him. That must be Jake now. Yeah, it's about time. Oh, hold it. Hold, hold. He's in well, what do you got to report? Yeah, we're running short of rails. You got any in Warren City? Plenty. They're loading flat cars over tonight. Well, I'll stop this about you. There's only enough at the railhead for one day's work. Uh, well, the best place to do it would be the top of Signal Hill. Train slows down to a walk there. Good place to get rid of the rails, too. Just dump them down into the ravine. We'll take care of it, Jake. Anything else to report? Uh, nothing much. As Scott said, there's some cavalry camped out near the old reservation. Uh, it's too far away to bother us. Yeah, you can get started back with the railhead. That suits me. Easy, there. Get up! Get up! I'd better ride into town with you, Scar. Many of the boys there? Yeah, we can use them all for a job like this. Well, come on, then. Let's settle it. Hello. Greg Morgan arrived in Warren City this afternoon, didn't he? Ah. All right, let's go. The Lone Ranger and Toto reached town long before Scar and his men, but they were unable to find Greg immediately. 
There was only a single guard near the flat cars loaded with rails. There was no light in the cabin where General Warren had said Greg would be living. General, say, Greg, good friend of girl who own restaurant. It's still open. Maybe him there. Yes, but it's close to the Silver Trail and the other cafes. We don't want to be seen by Scar's men. The back door to building open on alley. We'll use it and we'll keep to the back streets until we get there. One Silver. Come up, Scar. Keep watch, Tonto. Good idea. A masked man? Don't be alarmed, Miss Adams. I'm a friend. Is Greg Morgan here? Why, yes. Uh, Give him this. I think he'll talk with me. It's silver. Who is it, Mary? This masked man says he's a friend of yours. He gave me this bullet. Then, uh, how do you do, sir? Mary, this is the Lone Ranger. Really? Won't you come in? Are you alone? Yes, and the restaurant's closed. I just locked the front door. Good enough. The general said you'd find me if there were going to be any trouble. Has something happened? No, not yet. But I suppose you know the construction crew is running short of rails. They're already loaded. They'll be on the way in the morning. Well, the general's enemies are going to try and stop your train. How do you know that? Todd and I paid their camp a visit this evening. We overheard their plans. Now, my suggestion is that you send an armed guard along with the train. At least 20 men who can handle rifles. You've been in Omaha most of the time. Can you pick out 20 men from around here you can trust? Harry Collin can. And you trust him? Of course. He's in charge of transportation. And you better get in touch with him right away. But there are some men working for the company that you can't trust. For instance, while Tonto and I were watching the outlaw camp tonight... The Lone Ranger described the man who had come from the railhead with the news that the advance crew needed rails. He gave Greg a complete description of Scar Braddock, the leader of the gang, and helped him plan the defense of the supply train on the following day. Meanwhile, one of the outlaws broke into the back room of the Silver Trail, where Scar was holding a conference. Scar! Uh, What's the matter with you? You remember that hombre we saw up on top of the ridge one day? Riding the white horse, wearing a mask. What about him? I don't know about him, but I just saw the horse. Where? In the shadows between the store and the restaurant. I'm sure it's the same one. There was a paint there, too, and an Indian watching him. An Indian? You said if I ever saw that horse again... I know what I said. Well, Scar, what's the matter with you, Rex? You look scared. Rex, I've got a hunch that hombre is bad medicine for you and me. For all of us. Yeah, who is he? You might not like it if I told you. I'll handle this myself. (laughs) Come on, Joe. Show me where you saw those horses. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now, to continue our story. A few minutes after Scar and Joe left the cafe, they turned off the Main Street sidewalk between the store and the restaurant, but there were no horses. Hey, they're gone. I can hear them around and back. Come on. Yeah, that's him. Shoot, Joe. Shoot to kill. As Greg Morgan heard the shooting out in back of the restaurant, he rushed outside. There was no sign of the Lone Ranger and Tonto. There were two men near the corner of the building. One of them was clutching his arm. What's going on out here? We just tried to stop some crooks. Masked man on a white horse and an Indian on a paint. Those men weren't crooks. Well, they sure looked it to us. My partner got hit by one of their bullets. You'd better get him to Doc Sykes. Hey, aren't you Scar Braddock? That's right, Mr. Morgan. What about it? You'd better clear out of here and fast. Why, sure, Mr. Morgan. Whatever you say. Come on, Joe. Yeah. Sure that the Lone Ranger and Toto were safely out of town, Greg hurried through the quiet back streets of the town to the cabin where Harry Carlin lived. Harry! Yes, who is it? Greg Morgan. Oh, right with you. What time is it? A little after two. <clears throat> What's up? Anything wrong? Plenty. I've learned they're going to try and stop the train on the way to the railhead tomorrow morning. Uh, where did you get that idea? It doesn't matter where. I couldn't have a better source. The holdup will take place at Signal Hill. The outlaws mean to dump all our rails down into the ravine. Signal Hill, eh? That's a likely spot. I want you to round up 20 men. More if you can find them. Men who can handle a rifle and aren't afraid of a fight. 20 men, eh? Do we have that many around here? Uh, sure. We'll have them ready to leave at dawn. I'll take command as soon as the train leaves the station. Right, Greg. After they rode out of town, the Lone Ranger and Tonto made a temporary camp on a wooded hill that overlooked the trails leading toward the west. The moon was bright. At four o'clock, they saw two riders heading in the direction of Signal Hill. Even at a distance, they were able to identify them as Scar Braddock and Rex Taylor. The masked man and the Indian started after them, but kept their pace down. It was nearly dawn when Tonto raised his hand in a signal to halt. What is it, Kiwasabi? Tonto thinking here men talk. Yes, you're right. Then stop over next ride. You better dismount and find out what. Oh, oh Tonto. You've got to see what's going on fast. Once over. No, no, stop. The Lone Ranger and Tonto raced up the long slope to the top of the rise. When they reached it, they could see a rider spurring his mount over the next rise. A man was lying motionless on the level floor of the valley. A riderless bronc was disappearing in a small woods to the left. That's Taylor who was shot. <laughs> but as the masked man and the Indian neared the fallen man, they saw him leap to his feet, his guns ready. Then a cry of recognition broke from his lips. The masked man! And he returned his guns to their holsters. Oh, oh, oh easy, Teddy, big foot. Easy, fella. I'm sure glad to see you, mister. Are you? I didn't expect that sort of greeting. Well, I'll admit things have changed since we fought on the same side, but I've got something to tell you. You're the only one who can help. Haven't you been wounded? Oh, it's nothing much. I dropped to the ground so Scar would think he'd finish me off. If he'd tried to put another bullet in me, I'd have been ready for him. He just drove off my horse. What is it you wanted to tell me? Will you believe me when I say that in spite of everything, 
Greg Morgan is my friend. There was a time when you were the best cavalry officer in the Army. When you and I fought together, when we were friends. Now you seem to prefer Scar Braddock. Well, this is the first time I've ever tied up with any outlaw gang. Now I'm through with them. How can I believe that? By what I'm going to tell you. I'll admit I might have gone through with the holdup, if it had only been that, but the rest of it sticks in my craw. What do you mean? Greg was warned the train would be held up at Signal Hill today. I guess you must have warned him. Yes. Well, I only found this out a few minutes ago. Otherwise, I'd have done something about it before I left town. Go on. Greg was warned, and he went to Harry Carlin, told him to round up some riflemen to ride the train. I knew that's what he planned to do. But Mr. Harry Carlin is a member of Scar's gang. What? And so is every man who will be riding that train today, with the exception of the engineer and the fireman and Greg. When the, the train gets to Signal Hill, those crooks will take over and Greg will be killed. For his sake, for Mary's sake, we've The train's got... already left Warren City. Isn't there some way to warn him? We can intercept it. We might be able to get him off alive. But that doesn't save those rails the train is carrying. What's the difference with a man's life at stake? Otto, we know that they won't try to get rid of the rails until they reach Signal Hill. That's right. There's a squadron of cavalry who were camped near the old reservation. They may still be there. Uh No, no, that won't work. I can't send you for them. I need your help in saving Greg. Let me go for the cavalry. I know just where they're camped. How badly are you wounded? Oh, I'm all right. Give me a chance to wipe the slate clean. My horse is fast. Just catch him for me. I'll get the squadron there in time. Well, I guess it's you or no one. All right, Captain. You may have your chance. It was two hours later. The Lone Ranger and Toto were waiting in a clump of trees beside the railroad. The train was steaming up a long, gradual grade toward them. I get on last coach. I should be able to make it. I'm not going very fast. You want me to go on to Signal Hill? As fast as you can. Follow the ridges. That's the shortest route. You might be able to make it as fast as a train. And, Toto, uh-huh. if I don't succeed in this, if I'm seen trying to get aboard and oh. then... And I hope that not happen. You know where Scar's camp is. You can help the cavalry round up the gang. Uh-huh. Here come engine. Here goes. Come on, Silver. The Lone Ranger urged Silver out of the cover of the trees. And for a second, the great horse raced along beside the train. The masked man swung free of his saddle and jumped for the rear platform of the coach. He landed on the steps, ran up them, and threw open the door as the train began to pick up speed. Up with your hands, all of you. Mister, what's the idea? Get all the rifles, Greg, and throw them out the window. What for? Because every one of these men is working for Scar Braddock. That includes Carlin. Harry? That isn't true. You have my word, Greg. That's good enough. Then get rid of their rifles. Greg followed the Lone Ranger's instructions and disarmed the outlaw guard. That's the last of them. Now what? We lock them up in here and go over the tops of the cars, the engine. Scar has other men. They'll be waiting at Signal Hill. We'll have to give the engineer and the fireman all the protection we can. The door of the caboose was padlocked from the outside. Then the Lone Ranger and Greg headed for the front of the train. 
Greg ordered the engineer to push the locomotive to the limit. We'll give her all she can stand, Mr. Morgan. The train started around a bend, and a volley of shots rang out from the caboose. Keep down. Must have missed a couple of six-shooters. I'll keep them quiet. The Lone Ranger blazed away at the windows of the caboose until the train was on the straightaway again, and the outlaws could no longer draw a bead on the locomotive. But at every curve, they opened fire, and the short gun fights continued, hour after hour, mile after mile, until at last Signal Hill was reached, and the train started to climb. We're moving mighty slow when we get to the top. I hope there'll be some help waiting for us. I can see somebody up at the top of the hill. Yes. It's no help, though, that scar brother. Outlaws on board and outlaws waiting. Get both your guns loaded. Right. Half a dozen more men joined Scar at the top of the hill. And as the train steamed toward them, they opened fire on the locomotive. We'll wait. We need every bullet to get the train through. We'll need more than that. This looks like curtains to me. Hey, there's some more of them coming over the hill. They got an army. An army? Look at them. Yes, it is the army. The cavalry. Rex brought them here in time. The cavalry swept aside the opposition of Scar's men at the top of the hill and raced down toward the train. The engineer brought it to a stop as the blue-coated veterans of the plains broke into two columns and surrounded it. Harry Carlin was the first of the men in the coaches to shout out his surrender, and the rest of the gang followed suit. Hardly a shot was fired, and the Lone Ranger was surprised to see Rex Taylor slip from his saddle and drop to the ground. This way, Greg, that's Rex. Yeah, and there's Tano riding up to him. You come quick, Kimusabi. You said Scar's bullet didn't hurt him much. That's what he told me. Kimusabi, him plenty weak. Is he conscious? Uh-huh. Hello there. We made it, didn't we? Were you shot again during the fight? No, it was Scar did it. But you said that you weren't hurt. Not bad, Masked Man. Just enough. I wanted to clear the record. You have, Rex. Will you shake hands, Greg? Quietly. Take good care of Mary. All of Scar's gang were rounded up, and it was decided to march them to the fort. But Captain Rex Taylor stayed behind on Signal Hill. A volley was fired across his grave, and as taps sounded, Greg said a last goodbye to his friend. You were a good soldier, Rex. You may have made your mistakes... But the way you died wasn't one of them. You were back on the right side, boy. You were fighting with the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Thank <laughs> you.